Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Parentpreneur Show. This is an in-between episode with your host, Michael J. Christian. And today I want to talk about boundaries, balance and chaos. I don't know about you, but it's uh, no walk in the park. It's a constant juggle trying to keep things together, pushing forward with early stage business enterprises uh, and also being a mindful and present parent for my kids. It's a bit like the proverbial duck, calm and serene gliding across the pond on the surface, but underneath madly paddling away, trying to keep my shit together. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had the annual sports day for my children. And it just so happened that I had a really important meeting, a conference call that I had to have with a couple of business partners. And the problem is multitasking is a fallacy. And I've said this before, you cannot multitask. You can't do two things equally well, but I tried to do it. And I realized halfway through this call, as I hid away from the edge of the school field and the cheering parents and all the noise that came from the uh, athletics on the field, I just realized I wasn't doing a good job. So I had to make my excuses. And uh, basically I cried off midway through the call, apologized and said, I'd catch up with everyone afterwards. Now, I'm pretty sure my contacts understood, but then again, how many times can you cry off before this sort of thing becomes an issue? So how do most parentpreneurs tackle this? Well, frankly, they do so by burning the candle at both ends, compromising on their sleep, missing special occasions, and generally putting themselves last on the priority list. But we all know where this path leads to, don't we? There's resentment, stress, and eventual burnout, not exactly a recipe for sustainable success. So what's the alternative? How can we balance our drive to succeed in business with our responsibilities and desire to be a present and engaged parent? Well, here are five tips that I found to be helpful. Point one, schedule quality family time together into your calendar and protect it just as you would a client meeting. Make that for reading stories, playing games together or enjoying meals together. Just don't let it get squeezed out by anything or anybody. Now, it's all well and good saying, okay, yeah, mentally, I've got that time parked, you know, to go and watch my kid play football or watch the ballet recital or whatever else it is. But if it's not there in the diary, particularly if you have other people with access to your diary, like VAs, assistants, secretaries, that sort of thing, or colleagues, if you haven't blocked that time out, you'll find that someone else will take that time. And all of of a sudden, you've got a, a conflict of interest on your hands, which is very, very difficult to resolve. So that's the first tip make sure that you schedule this thing. Now, here's a little trick that I've tried once or twice over the last year, and I do need to get better at it myself. And that is to sit down with my wife and and schedule out all of the big events, birthdays, when we'd like to go on holiday, half terms, major sporting events, et cetera, et cetera. And we put those into the diary and they're fixed in stone. And that's across all the diaries. When you're running sort of multiple businesses and you've got these startups and aspiring businesses to keep an eye on, it's important that your personal diary takes precedent and it's umbrellaed over all of those other ones, because guaranteed there'll be one of your businesses where you forget to put the entry into your diary and that's where the conflict will arise. So that's point one, schedule quality family time together. Point two, set defined work hours and stick to them, especially if you're working from home. Communicate these clearly to your family, but also to your team and your colleagues. So, for example, I do my best work in the mornings, first thing in the mornings, which means that I set the alarm early or in the summer, the daylight will wake me up and I can be downstairs and I can do an hour, sometimes two if I'm lucky, 
quality work before the house awakes and I can get some really good miles under my belt before chaos ensues. What normally happens term time then for me is that the school run will take place. I like to do that because that's a nice sort of line in the dirt between the two events. I get to see them and have a chat on the way to school. And then when I get back, I know that I've got basically a solid six hours to make the most of. That's when I do my best work. I do my most creative deep dive work in the early part of the day, because that's when my brain is at its freshest. It's when it's at its most creative. I make sure I schedule regular breaks within that. I'll make sure three days a week I'm off to the gym at lunchtime, for example. And I make sure that I take regular breaks and get up and move, make a cup of coffee and generally keep things working. So that means having a really clear agenda. And in my case, that sees me sitting down the night before and writing a list. I prioritize six things. I then look at that list of six things and I put them in order of priority. And the first question I ask is, if I did nothing else today, what one thing on this list would make my day successful? And I make sure that is top of the list and I get it done. So that's point two, set defined work hours and stick to them. I should actually say that when you go towards the end of the day as well, I have a clear cutoff. And for me, that's kind of around 3, 3.30 when the kids arrive back home. I've tried to push through. I have a home office uh, and I'm at that desk most of the time when I'm not out and about seeing people, clients or whatever else. I have tried to push through in that window right through till sort of supper time, but it's impossible, certainly for me. Uh, so I've acknowledged that. I've given up that time. I don't try to work in that window. If I do still have things that I need to do, I make sure that I try and be around for the kids, for food, for homework, for reading, for sport, after school, that sort of stuff. Then uh, once we've got them off to bed and they're rested, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll wrap up anything else I need to do. So yes, make sure you schedule defined work hours, but don't think that they have to be in work hours. There's a reason that you're doing your own thing. And that's because you want that flexibility and diversity, not just in what you're doing, but also in when and where you are doing it. So just to recap, me, that's a couple of hours, max first thing in the morning up until sort of 7, 7.30. Uh, then I get a big chunk of the work done between sort of nine and three. And if I still have wrapping up to do, or importantly, planning for the following day, that happens when everyone else has gone to bed. Introducing Leadology.ai, sponsors of series one of the Parentpreneur Show. Leadology.ai is the ultimate all-in-one digital marketing platform for service-based businesses ready to supercharge your success. With Leadology's exclusive offer for the Parentpreneur Show listeners, not only will you receive two months free with an annual subscription, but you'll also unlock an ultra-smart bonus bundle of clever solutions for your Parentpreneur business that will help you save time and unlock a world of opportunities. This bundle alone is worth $997. Just click on www.leadology.ai slash Mike to learn more. So point three on finding boundaries, balance, and chaos, prioritize self-care. Make sure you get enough sleep, eat well, exercise well, and do something fun just for you each week. You'll be a better parent and a business owner for it. I mentioned already in point two that I schedule time into my diary um, for exercise. I make sure that that always happens. That's one of those fixed touchstones that my day revolves around. I also try to at least once a month set aside four hours, either in two 
blocks of two hours or one solid block of four hours, if I'm lucky enough to have that bandwidth, where I turn off my devices. Normally I go and sit in my favorite coffee shop and I sit there with a pen or pens. I love my colored pens and a blank sheet of paper in my notebook. And I will just review the previous month. And I will also make sure things are on track, pick up on things that I might've dropped or lost in, in, in communications and, you know, have a bit of a, a brainstorm and think forward. Point four, involve your partner and agree up front on who will handle what. Childcare, housework, errands. Open communication on is key on this point. This is one that I really do need to work upon because I am very driven. I have a very clear agenda how I want things to be done. Uh, and I probably assume a little bit too much that my partner is on the same page as me and is aware of what I'm trying to do, how I'm trying to do it. And if I don't communicate things, that can lead to resentment, frustration, and miscommunication. So one of the things we do is that we sit down on a Monday morning and we discuss all things family and business. We have basically a, a board meeting for the family in the house. It's like, what key events do we have to be aware of this week? Are our agendas, are, are our agendas synced and diaries up to date? Uh, making sure that there's no uh, missed events or things slipping between the stools. And then we have a quick look at what areas one or the other needs additional help or support in. So yeah, involving your partner and agreeing up front who has the responsibility for, for all of the uh, activities, not just on the work front, but also on the home front, I think is absolutely critical. And I think if I'm honest, myself included, but most of the entrepreneurs and, and, and investors that I know, this is probably the area where they're least accomplished. Right. Point five, the final point, outsource where you can. Consider a helper, a cleaning service, a VA, a PA to lift all of those non-essential tasks off of your plate, to remove all of those repetitive, time-consuming, but not time value or money value adding tasks. Having someone to come along and take those off your plate is a godsend. I work with my clients and charge accordingly to the value I add or how much of a problem it is that I'm solving for them. So by that, I mean, very simply, I don't charge by the hour. I don't have an hourly rate. However, I do have a pretty good idea what I'm worth each day or breaking that down into an hourly rate. This helps me then decide if a task is worth outsourcing or not. So for argument's sake, if my hourly rate is £100. Um, and a task that I have in front of me is going to cost me less than £100. If I make good use of that hour and do £100 worth of work, then it's worth paying somebody £50, £60 to do whatever it is that would detract me from the main key income producing activities. So that's point five, outsource wherever you can. So look, in summary, the bottom line is trying to do it all yourself will only backfire. With some planning, honest conversations and a willingness to ask for help, you can find the right balance. It won't be easy. There's never a happy medium. It's a constant juggling act. It's dynamic equilibrium all the way. But the rewards of engaged parenting and your entrepreneurial success are also worth it. So I'd like to hear from you guys. What tips do you have for maintaining a work-life balance as, a, as an entrepreneur and a parent, as a parentpreneur? 
I'd love to hear from you in the comments. So please catch me there or on social media and let me know. And until next time, thank you for listening. And remember, it's about more done with less guilt. You've got this.